from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. It's Monday, September 11th, 2023. I hope everyone had a enjoyable and relaxing weekend. We kick off today a bit somber if you're asking where the energy is. Um, September 11th, and it's a day we ultimately always remember. We've lost, we lost 3,000 of our fellow Americans on this day. It's a day that united a country. It's also a day that divided a country. Um, and so we take a moment this morning to remember the victims of this day and of all the subsequent actions thereafter we lost 3000 men and women on 911 between New York, Pennsylvania, Washington DC. We also lost over 4000 men and women and a lot more in the subsequent of the conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq and then all the subsequent conflicts thereafter uh, the 911 uh, terrorist attacks on this country. And so when you think of 911 many people we'll think of the World Trade Centers, which rightfully is the iconic image of this day. But nonetheless, um, there are lives and that have been shattered and lost due to terror. There have also been lives that have been uh, absolutely upended because of subsequent decision-making um, and actions that had to take place. So we take a moment this morning to remember the victims of the 9-11 terror attacks. We'll also take a moment to pray for the families of those who were lost in all the subsequent actions that have taken place after 9-11. So uh, with that being said, we'll take a few seconds here and just somberly remember these brave souls. That being said, we're... We're we're back on air, um, and it's a it's a it's a really busy program today. There's a, there's a lot going on, so I've got my double espresso this morning. Join me for a somber coffee cup. Cheers, y'all! Thank y'all for taking time this morning. Again, we're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Twitter, now known as X, Twitch, and Rumble. For everyone watching, you can also find us on your favorite podcast listening platform, whether it be Spotify or Apple. Please make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and share this podcast and comment. We'll kick off with two really big stories uh, this morning that uh, kind of took place over the weekend. A Cisco zero-day that's being exploited by the Acura ransomware gang, where Cisco raised the alarm on a zero-day in their adaptive security appliance and firepower threat defense software that's being exploited by the Acura ransomware gang since at least August. The CVE assigned to this is 2023-20269er. The issue is in the remote access VPN feature of Cisco's ASA and FTD and can be exploited remotely without authentication and brute force attacks. The vulnerability is primarily due to improper separation of authentication, authorization, and accounting between the remote access VPN feature and the HTTPS management and site-to-site VPN feature, according to Cisco. Now, one, there's... The reason this is, has a 5.0 is because it really does require brute force. It is a very targeted attack. 
and it's it's not very easy to pull off. However, it's been patched, and there are TTPs and IOCs already identified for the Akira Ransomware Group. The Akira Ransomware Group has been extremely active in the last 12 months. I would urge any practitioner who's using Cisco ASA to make this a priority patch or mitigate this threat as soon as humanly possible. Can't overstate that. Our next story this morning, folks, is around Microsoft Teams phishing attack that's pushing a dark gate malware. The new phishing campaign is abusing team is abusing Microsoft Teams messages, by the way. Very, very highly used product to install the dark gate loader malware. So we focus so much on the inbox. We've completely forgot peer-to-peer messaging and kind of workplace optimization of communication, especially in the last three years where Microsoft Teams, aka Slack, aka all these other tools have become a top way for uh, people to work together. And so these accounts that were being used to trick other Microsoft Teams users into downloading and opening a zip file named changes to the vacation schedule, which is a great way to get someone to download a file, let them know there, there's been changes to any sort of vacation or any sort of PTO, and you'll typically get an immediate action no matter what's happening. The attachment triggers and downloads a zip file from a SharePoint URL that contains an LNK file masquerading as a PDF document. TrueSec analyzed the Microsoft Teams phishing campaign, found it contains malicious VPS scripts that triggers in the infection chain that leads to a payload identified as the dark cave loader. It evades detection by utilizing the Windows C URL to fetch the malware as executable and script files. So here's what a few things to do about this. The there's there's a whole bunch around this, but one training teams is is one very important piece. The second one is really securing these these communication tools, whether it be Teams or Slack. Now it's Teams, Slack is 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 next, Discord, there's so many of these that our team members use and our colleagues use in their day-to-day work in order to be productive, especially in a remote distributed workforce. So Microsoft isn't really addressing this. They're recommending admins apply safe configuration like narrow scope allow list and disable external access if communication with external tenants isn't needed. But that's not really business friendly, is it? At the end of the day, we do have people who use Teams because we may not as security practitioners sanction the use of Slack or any other communication channel because we want to keep everything within the Microsoft family for a multitude of reasons. Reduce the threat landscape, uh, make sure everyone's there, reduce cost, IT cost, shadow IT, the whole nine. So the Microsoft approach here is actually a bit flawed. The fact that they don't want to address the risk doesn't make it less of a risk. It, it makes it, in fact, a more uh, challenging solution for many practitioners. So the best way to go about this is one, identify what external tenants you've got, who needs them, uh, uh, create a very easy process for people to whitelist uh, external tenants if needed, and then additionally, uh, do some training and talk about it. Really important, build out your champion program, build out your security ambassadors and talk about it. That always tends to help. Now for our quick touch points here uh, this morning, Folks, Apple on Thursday pushed out an urgent update to its flagship iOS and macOS platforms to fix a pair of security defects being exploited in the wild. They've been fixed in the latest iOS 16.6.1 and macOS Ventura 13.5.2 releases. They're They're accredited to Citizens Lab at the University of Toronto Monk School as 
exploitation in commercial spyware products uh, similar to many of the other ones. So the CVs have been attributed. You want to make sure you get your Apple products patched. Sista for their end on Thursday warned that multiple nation state actors are exploiting security flaws in Fortinet's 40OS SSL VPN and Zoho Manage Engine Service Desk Plus to gain unauthorized access and establish persistence on compromised systems. These nation states are exploiting CVE 2022-479-66 in the Zoho Manage Engine Service Desk Plus to establish persistence and move laterally. This was also joined by the FBI and the Cyber National Mission Force, who've all added this as well. Um, and also CVE 2022-42475, the severe bug in the 40Net 40OS SSL VPN access firewall. If you haven't patched these, if you haven't mitigated it, please make sure to do so. Our adversaries are out there, and they're waiting for us to make these mistakes. Crooks are cracking keys stolen in last year's LastPass breach. This is a story that broke earlier last week. I didn't cover it. I didn't see it until this weekend. Coming from the uh, unmatched Brian Krebs, in November, LastPass disclosed a breach in where criminals stole password vaults containing both encrypted and plain text data for more than 25 million users. Since then, a steady trickle of six-figure cryptocurrency heights targeting security-conscious people throughout the tech industry has led some security experts to conclude that the crooks have likely succeeded at cracking some of the stolen LastPass vaults. If you haven't left that, that's one thing. If you haven't changed your passwords, that's another. But it seems like, according to this report, that if you're a LastPass customer and you haven't changed your passwords on your crypto accounts and you just moved, let's say, from LastPass to a competitor, you may still be a victim because you haven't updated your passwords. They've cracked your safe and they're trying. So you got to do the very difficult task of resetting all the passwords to all the accounts that are important to you. You should do that now. A massive DDoS attack on a U.S. financial company was thrawed by a cyber firm. This is The firm was unnamed here, but Akamai Technology said that this was one of their largest and most influential customers in the financial sector. Really, really there. Like, go look at their website, see which financial companies' logos are there. They're saying the DDoS attack against the company, which was detected Tuesday of last week, peaked at 633.7 gigabytes of traffic per second. According to G-Core, um, They've seen attacks reach as high as 800 gigabytes per second um, there. So the attack was sharp, lasted less than two minutes, and didn't harm or disrupt the victim's services. However, the malicious traffic came from all over the world, including Bulgaria, Brazil, China, India, Thailand, Russia, Ukraine, Vietnam, and Japan. Also, U.S. traffic more than doubled during that time period. So uh, that's been stopped. And the Ragnar Locker claims attack on Israel's uh, Mane Yeshua hospital to be theirs. The attack occurred in early August. We talked about it here. The, uh, they disrupted the hospital's record-keeping system, preventing new patients from receiving care. The Malware Hunter team noted that Ragnar has claimed responsibility for an attack and they're uh, um, attempting to leak this healthcare data there as well. So we'll see what else comes from that. That's it for our show this morning, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. Please take a moment today to donate to one of the great causes for 9-11. There's veteran causes, uh, first responder causes, as well as a victim causes for the families of those victims. If you're considering a donation, and I know times are rough, I know money's tight, and layoffs are everywhere, but if you are considering and find it in your heart to donate, please donate to one of those causes. Um, 
those folks definitely still need to help 22 years later. Uh, we can't forget them. So there's that. That's it. Thank you all for uh, watching the show today. Please make sure to subscribe. Till tomorrow, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.